All right, so for my levels, as you know, now you guys, you guys are really getting up there now. You, you're you're really leveling up. So today's question for my levels is, what is your beer of choice? And bonus points for a craft beer recommendation. Bro, <laughs> I just okay. turned twenty-one. I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna like not entirely answer the question, but rather say what's in my fridge right now. And what I've literally there, just picked revolver? up. Is there Revolver? Well, there is Revolver in there, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but um, what I literally just picked up today, because it's my favorite during the holidays, is the Holiday Cheers uh, line from uh, Shiner. That's what I have, too. I currently have that as well. And that's, Dude. that's I got to say Shiner. Like, I really like Shiner. Welcome to Music on Your Own Terms, the podcast that aims to help musicians develop an entrepreneurial mindset through interviews, as well as discussing resources, concepts, successes, and more. Providing a platform to talk about negative emotions such as anxiety and depression in order to help overcome them in the context of music and reduce the social stigma. This is episode 101. Sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Printing Company in Fort Worth, Texas, offering screen printing, embroidery, laser engraving, and a range of other services. Go to theskinnyarmadillo.com to learn how they can help you get your merch business to the next level. If you enjoy the podcast, there are a couple of ways you can show your support. Go to the store at store.musiconyourownterms.com and buy some merch. And at the same time, sign up for the mailing list to stay connected. Subscribe to the YouTube channel to get extra content you won't find anywhere else. And finally, head over to Podcast Magazine's website at podcastmagazine.com forward slash hot 50 and vote for music on your own terms in their hot 50 monthly chart. Kicking off 2021, we take a deep dive into marketing for artists with my good friends Jonathan McNary and Jonathan Moore from the McGrath Project and Fiction Theory. The two Jonathans talk about their background in this subject, how it has impacted their efforts with various musical projects, and what they have learned in the process. Along the way, we look at a couple of examples of boosting social media posts, when to pay for advertising and when not to, and also some alternative strategies that don't cost money but may be a lot more effective. Here are J-Mac and J-Mo. Welcome to another episode of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. And I'm joined by third-time guests, Jonathan McNary and Jonathan Moore, who will be referenced as McNary and J-Mo. Welcome <laughs> to 2021. We made it. Yeah. It's my time, bro. <laughs> so much better. How you guys doing? Doing good. Just, you know, continuing to make it, try and... Try and just incrementally, incrementally get better, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just push it forward, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a year. Yeah, I mean, um, what do we know? So the scheduling for the releases will be, this will be a third time on. Okay. But the but we, we've actually talked four times now, but the, uh, the, the fiction theory episode is still in the works. So that will be, for listeners, that will be the next episode coming out. But the, for for us, this is the fourth time. So there's a weird time continuum thing going on. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's time. very strange. It's a it's a construct. Time is a construct. So today we are going to be talking about marketing because in the fiction theory episode, we stumbled upon a conversation that I really wanted to um, extend and, and really um, explore more. Um, so if you wouldn't mind starting, just uh, explaining you know, what your background is in marketing. Yeah. Jamo, um, would you like to take it? Sure. Yeah. Um, so in another life, a few years ago, um, actually up until uh, last March, um, I uh, worked at a marketing company for eight years. And um, in that time, kind of moved around to a whole bunch of different positions, um, worked some on the uh, like phone sales and then 
moved over to the actual marketing department, um, was an analyst for a few years, and then started getting more into the website side of things and building websites and helping kind of set up um, tests and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then since then, I've started kind of taking what I've learned from that, uh, you know, that that time at the company, um, as well as, you know, just taking cues from either other social media people that I see are, are killing it and, you know, taking what it is that they're doing or listening to what it is that they say that they're doing. Um, or, you know, just I, I have friends around me like McNary who are also very marketing minded um, and, you know, just kind of <laughs> listening to them and trying to amalgamate some kind of strategy that works for whatever it is that I'm attempting to do. Awesome. Yeah. And then for me, I'm again, I'm currently a student at UNT. Um, my major is integrative studies with a main focus in business. It's kind of like a triple major. And then on top of that, I'm, mar I'm minoring in marketing specifically and possibly minoring in advertising as well. I haven't really decided yet, but um, so that's what I'm doing in college. And I just got done with my music business course, which is, it was very key on like, you know, how to market yourself as an up and coming musician, whether that's a band or whether that's just like you as a person, whatever it is. Um, and through that, met some people that really helped point me in the right direction as far as taking my personal social media account and marketing myself as a musician and taking that kind of to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, being honest, like a lot of what I've learned has really been outside of college, like I'm sure a lot of people are going to find. Um, and that has been researching based off of recommendations that people have gave me, um, like Adam Ivey. I'll probably talk about him again in this in this podcast. But Adam Ivey is a a YouTuber who is very focused on helping musicians market themselves and giving marketing and advertising advice to musicians. Awesome. Um, so I've done some research on him and watched his videos and kind of learned how to apply it to myself. Um, I have an uncle who currently markets and contracts for different companies. So he's been, able, he's been pretty helpful in giving me some advice. Um, hopefully I'll get to kind of schedule a meeting with him specifically about marketing soon. But uh, yeah, so I mean, kind of like, you know, more um or jmo whatever we're calling it this podcast <laughs> um a lot of it has really been i've been very fortunate to be surrounded by people that have pointed me in the right direction as far as marketing and then a lot of it is also just learning how to apply it to yourself like it just takes work and it takes experience and it takes shadowing people that know what they're doing and it takes looking at different social media accounts of people who have become successful in their, what they're doing and kind of seeing what works for them what doesn't work applying it to yourself um, so kind of just like a lot of experimentation and uh, shadowing people, learning in college, all that type of stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at. Cool. So if you're a band or an artist, where do you start? What What's the first thing you have to kind of think about when you want to get, you know, you've got your music ready and you, you don't really know what you're doing as far as accounts or, you know, what what's the first step? I would argue, I mean... It's, very, it's really debatable because it, it's such like a band-to-band -band thing or artist-to-artist -artist thing, just depending on what stage you're in. Um, if, like you said, like if your music's already ready and you're getting ready to release it and you have an audience that you want to reach, and this is much, much easier said than done. Like Fiction Theory has had a hell of a time trying to figure this out. Um, understanding and trying to understand where your demographic is, who your demographic is, and where you can reach out to them the best. Um, like, for example, for fiction theory, we've noticed that our demographic is, or at least the audience that we're trying to reach is mainly on Instagram. So that's where mm -hmm. we're pouring a lot of our attention. Um, it's better to focus on one area of social media rather than to spread yourself incredibly thin over a large span of them. Um, so kind of honing in on that, I would say, is really, really important. Yeah, McNary definitely touched pretty heavily on it. But yeah, I, I would say the first step is to identify and define your audience um the more specific you can get um with your audience the better of an idea you'll have for what your next steps are after that um because yeah everything does kind of flow from who are you trying to reach um because if you figure that out to a satisfactory degree then you'll know or at least have some kind of inclination of where they'll be, you know, whether that's online or physically. Um, and then also, if you do it really well, you'll know the 
satellite interests of your target audience. And so you can figure out where they'll be in spheres that are not your music so that you can go out and continue to find them. Um, but all of that stems from defining who it is that you're trying to go for. And yeah. don't ever, 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 ever <laughs> think mm. that what you have is for everybody. Um, no, Cause that it, it's not one uh, and two it's uh, that that's impossible to, to hit. Uh, that's not a helpful target. So um, even, you know, even the great bands like U2 or Dave Matthews, um, you know, people at that caliber where everybody knows them, but not everybody likes them and not everybody listens to them. You know, take right. an example from them, find, find, find out what you're, find out who you are trying to target. And then the next steps will follow from that. Yeah. And I think. I think it's difficult because especially starting out doing that. And I mean, we're still finding this problem. I remember having a few months back more and I, JMO and I had a pretty long conversation about a lot of stuff, but we ended up touching on this a little bit. Um, we were talking about kind of like finding different ways to reach our audience and reach our market. We came to the realization, or at least I did, I don't know, one of us did that. Like one of the most difficult things about finding your demographic and finding your audience is you're having to essentially rewire your brain because you're thinking of someone that you don't know and that may or may not exist. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, you're trying to conjure this idea of someone that you want to exist and that you know has to be out there somewhere and then finding a way to reach those people that you don't personally know yet. Mm. Um, and it kind of takes a little bit of a re of like, it, it takes a little bit of rewiring in order to think like that. Um, but it's really helpful when you can start to start to do that. Awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on, do you, do you think it's worth, Although you said, um, you know, focus on one specific account or at least one area, do you think it's worth at least putting a placeholder on on at least the big, um, you know, the big accounts just to make sure that no one steals your name? Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 It's more. More. Yeah. More of what we're talking about is more just where are you going to focus the most of your effort? Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like we. McNary, we need to do this. We we need to get a fiction theory TikTok. <laughs> Dude, I was gonna bring that up actually. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, absolutely. Figure out like you know the anything that you might maybe kind of want to post on once. You know, definitely go ahead and procure your username. Otherwise, you'll end up with like you know fiction theory twelve or <laughs> you know the real fiction theory or you know something like that. Right. You know, because we're famous. Yeah. Right. People of course, people want our name. Yeah, I mean, like, no, having yeah, having having your your brand on all platforms is not a bad thing at all, and that's not what I was trying to get at. It's more along the lines of what he was saying. Like, I guess an example of this would be so, like, we have a Facebook account and we have an Instagram account, and I don't believe we have a Twitter account, do we? Don't we don't. So. Yeah. So, like, for example, we're heavily, or we're trying to be heavily active on Instagram because that's where most of our demographic is that we're finding, but we're also posting everything that we post to Facebook. It's just like, for example, if we were adding to our stories or something, then we would yeah. put those on Instagram. Um, or if we're doing polls, then we would put those on Instagram and stuff like that. So it's just like more activity, but we are sharing other stuff on other social media sites. Yeah. So how do you go about creating goals for your your specific marketing plan? Like what what do you need to look at to to kind of say, um, you know, I'm, I'm here today and then in two months I want to be at this point, like what, what are good benchmarks that, that you would kind of uh, use? I want to maybe start with like a very, very general point, And then I'm sure McNary will have some really good uh, ideas on specifics, but anything is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. you know, it may be that the goal that will come to mind will be outrageous and insane and totally unobtainable. Um, but that is still better than nothing. So, you know, if if your goal is to get to like a million followers or, you know, subscribers or whatever it is that you're trying to, whatever metric it is that you're trying to grow, um, don't be afraid to just start and then increment from there. That's my, one of my biggest weaknesses is I'll tend to overanalyze myself into just complete paralysis. Me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just don't be afraid to start would be 
the step zero <laughs> and, and then yeah. and then get into okay let, let's now start talking about like a, a smart attainable goal yeah i mean yeah i mean that's 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 very very accurate it's just the hardest part is really just getting started because once you get started you start to do research on different avenues on how you can actually uh i guess up your marketing game on stuff and you start to learn and experience based off of what's working for your social media site and what's not working for your social media site um one thing that I found very beneficial for myself personally outside of fiction theory, because I'm also marketing myself on Instagram as like just a solo musician and like kind of my work and all that. Um, and I kind of wish we had carried this out into fiction theory. And I think we did to an extent, but like not actually formatted. Um, I, I took the time to actually sit down and write like a legitimate business plan and marketing and social media plan for myself. Um, and that allowed me to actually set kind of like timelines and goals as to like where I see myself in a month as far as my following. Uh, what changes do I want to make to the aesthetic of my social media page in order to attract the people that I want actually, you know, to actually follow me. Um, but I mean, like, if you look at any business plan, there's always an executive summary that starts first, which is kind of like gathering ideas. Mm. And you, after the executive summary, start to work out those plans and see if they're feasible and see if they're actually important to your plan and see if they'll actually work. Um, so kind of to build on to what he was saying about just getting started, I would highly, highly, highly recommend sitting down and just laying every goal out uh, because that's really the only way that you're going to figure out what you actually need to do and what you can't do right now and what can be set aside for later um so finding a way to organize that i think is incredibly important yeah awesome and then i would then perhaps add whenever whenever you're ready to start kind of turning that into specific goals i've actually yep. gone ahead a little gone ahead a bit but starting with something at like SMART, you know, that the, the acronym, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound, mm -hmm. you know, those yes. that if you can, you know, it's very tropish and it's very cliche, but it's cliche for a reason to kind of think about goals that way. Um, so making sure that, you know, it's not a, a bad goal would be like, I want to get more followers. That is, right. that is not any of those five things. Uh, yeah. Except for maybe realistic. <laughs> um, but, you know, instead saying something like, I want to reach, you know, if you're just starting out, it's like, okay, I want to reach 100 followers. Uh, like, I want to gain 100 mm -hmm. followers by next month. Yeah. Um, that's, that that is a smart goal. Like, that's something that you can very reasonably hit. Um, and then you start getting into, okay, well, how am I going to go about that? Um, but that's perhaps the that's the next step. Step one is, you know, set, set that goal and make sure that it's a smart goal. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. So now we've decided what our goals are, you know, obviously one of the, one of the things that you need to kind of pay attention to is your stats and your metrics on various platforms. What do you think is, what do you think are good numbers to go by and what are some of the pitfalls people fall into in tracking numbers? That's a good question. This is something that I really had to learn quite a bit in my time as an analyst because we dealt with a ton of numbers and yep. trying to figure out which ones to pay attention to and which ones to kind of pay attention to and then which ones to actually rely on. That was that was a really big thing. My, my first thought is, again, a, a general point of make sure that you actually understand what the metric is. Um, cause there are especially like Facebook and any of its, uh, subsidiaries are, they, they have some really helpful stuff, but a lot of their metrics are just pure fluff and not really yeah. helpful. Um, like the, the, the one that I just absolutely hate the most because it's so ambiguous and I don't understand what it is, is like reach, um, mm. that that's a metric that they have and it's not obvious what that means. Does that mean someone saw the the you know the the post that I made? Does that mean that someone like actually stopped and looked at it? Does that mean that they like wh what does someone have to do in order to tick that metric up a little bit? Um, yeah, and like another one I'll add to that is content uh, interactions because like sometimes that can mean likes, sometimes that can mean comments, but most of the time. I have no idea what that means because nothing seems to have happened on my end. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it, what he's saying is really, really important for sure. Yeah. 
So make sure that you understand what the metric actually is. Um, and then when, when you use, whenever you actually have a, um, a good, well-defined goal, the, the metric should hopefully jump out to you as to uh, what you can measure to determine whether or not you're moving towards that goal. So w with my earlier example of I want 100 followers in a month, um, that the, obviously the, the key metric that jumps out there is followers. Are your followers going up? Um, there are some supporting metrics that can kind of help you figure that out, um, but the key one is going to be followers. Um, some of the supporting ones may be um, impressions or, uh, I mean, reach will kind of Whatever that, some, means, some, yeah. whatever that means may, may help you a little bit. Um, uh, but, but yeah, the, the key metric will hopefully be something that is very obviously tied to the goal. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And if there's not one immediately apparent, either figure out how to make it yourself or it may mean that you don't have a good enough goal, perhaps. For sure. Yeah, and I, I'd like to um, kind of do a real-world example real quick mm -hmm. um, and take take it from micro to macro. So the the, the, the one thing that I, I kind of on my end would warn people is, you know, you, some people talk about likes and followers as vanity metrics. Like, although you do end up building a following, like the whole point of business, you know, in general is to make money. So if, the, if you've got a thousand followers on, on Instagram or Facebook, but you're not selling anything, it's kind of a wasted waste of time. But what I will say is, um, from my perspective, you still need likes and follows in order to drive the algorithm to put people, you know, people's eyes on your stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I think, it, I think, um, oh, Jack Conti from, uh, Patreon and Pomplamoose, I, I saw a video of him um, talking about funnels and how, mm. you know, you, you have a thousand followers and then, you know, they go into this funnel of liking a post and then maybe another funnel goes into, oh, they click the link and then the next funnel down is buying the product or listening to the, the music or whatever your end goal is. And I think if you can get, you know, we, we talk about how many followers we need and and it's nice to be known as a musician, but if if you then look at Kevin Kelly's thousand true fans model, you only need thousand fans that are super fans to pay you a hundred bucks a year, and you've made a six figure income. Yep. But you still need that funnel to get like this many people, you know, a thousand, ten thousand people down to that one thousand people that are super fans from casual listeners. Let's say. Um, so my real world example is. I was experimenting with Instagram, uh, you know, post boosting. Mm. And one of my earlier episodes was Mika Tiska, Mr. Fassfinger. And I'd put um, some, the audience I'd put is like instrumental guitar and various things around that. And that was by far one of my most active posts from that promotion. But the problem is no one ended up downloading that episode. I could see my metrics on my podcast platform, but no one was actually listening to that episode at that time. So in in effect, although my promotion was actually, it functioned well, it didn't have the end result of getting me more downloads. So, you know, what, what other things could you do to a promotion to, you know, m maybe make it more about the, the end goal of doing a thing rather than just getting followers? That's a really, really good question. Um, I was actually in the same boat. I, I can actually look at my posts right now. May of this of last of this year, last year, whatever, depending on when you're listening to this, I guess. Um, so May 2020, I decided to boost the post right before I released one of my singles that I released under my name, my artist's name. And I didn't really understand how to market myself outside of like, oh, I should probably just boost my posts and pay for it because there's no other ways to do anything ever. Mm. And I did it. And it was my most viewed post, got over twelve hundred views. <laughs> then you would look at the the like the demographic you reach and you would look at how many likes you got and how many follows you got based off of like the $25 you paid for that boost. And it was nothing. It was like, I got maybe two followers from that, maybe three extra likes. And I never did it again. Like I pretty much like after that was like, okay, I'm not going to spend any money on advertising as an artist until I absolutely have to, in order to boost my social media page and market myself. Cause I, after what I've learned over this year, it's just, it's just like, it's not, it's not useful to do that. I mean, yeah. 
it gives the appearance like you're reaching a lot of people, but like the goal is not to reach a lot of people. It's to reach valuable people that are going to love what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there are so many other ways you could go about that. Like, you know, Jonathan and I, J-Mo, <laughs> I hate mm-hmm. calling you that. <laughs> <laughs> you can just call me Jonathan then. It'll be yeah, fun. I know. Other, jo- other Jonathan, not me. Uh-huh. Um, we, I kind of, I guess we talked like a few months ago and I was kind of telling him what I learned about social media marketing and how I was applying it to myself. And he started doing it. And then our band started doing it. And neither of us have spent a single cent. And like, I did this thing called the 20 days of focus challenge. And so did, so did other, other Jonathan. And that was actually put on by uh, Adam Ivy. Mm-hmm. And essentially what it was, was like, okay, he does it once a year and gathered a really big following from it. So I continue to do it. And it's essentially a set of challenges uh, for 20 days that you have to do every single day that helps you boost your uh, posts and help you boost your following and your social media presence and all that. Um, it also allows for the algorithm specifically within Instagram to pick you up and help you kind of, you know, work within that. And um, so some of the goals uh, or the steps that he included was like, okay, hashtag your posts religiously like figure out which hashtags really really work for you uh figure out which hashtags you can find your audience within and then like completely abuse those um and so i would hashtag every post for every single day for 20 days i posted every single day hashtag it religiously found the posts or the hashtags that work best for me and then you go into the hashtags specifically i guess like five at the least and then within that you view five different posts of the most recent posts in that in that specific hashtag. And you comment, you like, and you follow at least six or seven different people in each hashtag. Uh, and from that alone, like I gained over 200 followers in 20 days. And like that's, I've never done that before. And I mean, uh, hashtags went away recently because of the election right. on Instagram, which that was strange, but it happened. Uh, so we couldn't do that. and it brought me right back to kind of square one of like, Oh my gosh, like doing that helped me so much. Cause when you can't do it, it's like, there are very few other things that I've learned about so far that are as beneficial, I guess. I mean, I'm sure I'd have to do more research on it, but I found it very, very, very beneficial. Um, So I guess the whole point being like, there, there are so many different steps that you can take with, you know, gaining a following and promoting your product without having to pour money into a system. That's not going to guarantee you an actual like successful result. Um, Cause then you're just, I mean, you're poor, especially as a band who like isn't successful yet, doesn't have a lot of money individually. Like you don't want to be pouring needless money into things that you don't need to be paying for um, and aren't beneficial for you. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what McNary was saying was really, really good. Um, specifically to the tactic of boosting your posts um, and paying for advertising of any kind I have not ever seen that make sense or work for really, really, really soft products. And, and so, you know, there, there's hard products, which are like tangible things. Um, yeah. And then soft project products are going to be very abstract things. Um, and the more abstract you get, I think the less valuable advertising becomes. Um, so whenever you're selling something as soft and abstract as music itself (laughs) or, um, whatever it is that we advertise by creating professional artist profiles, like I, I, I don't know if I could even necessarily define what it is that I'm marketing there other than just, I guess my, my talent perhaps. I I think really we're marketing ourselves as a personality. Right. In, in that, in that respect. Yeah. 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 But trying, yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, yeah. Whenever you're trying to do something like that, no, nobody like, I mean, yeah, I guess just to ultimately skip to the end, but advertising and paying for that is, I have just never seen it be beneficial. Um, Me neither. whenever you have something that is perhaps music related, like, mm-hmm. um, I, I I follow several. Well, I mean, you know, anything music related that's not music itself can be something that is uh, very easily marketable. So sure. uh, you know, like instruments are a very right. obvious case for that. Um, yeah. So one, just kind of trying to figure out whether or not you do actually have a very tangible thing to give someone, and if so, then maybe advertising will help with that. But in our case, where we're talking musicians and bands. 
um, and individual artists, I don't think that paying for advertising is going to be um, paying for ads and boosting your posts is probably not the way. Um, yeah. But if you kind of go about things in more of an organic route, um, so like doing things like 20 days for, uh, of focus or, um, you know, reaching out to playlist curators or blog writers um, or radio show hosts or podcast hosts <laughs> and, you know, building up relationships with those people um then you know you kind of have a you you have a grassroots uh system by which you can introduce your stuff to a much bigger yeah. audience organically without having to pay nearly as much um as as you would for um for boosting your post and i think that that is also kind of tied a little bit to uh another point which is be the person that you want to interact with you Mm-hmm. That's just a life thing, but yeah, I've seen that that really, really helps um, whenever, like, specifically whenever I've been trying to grow my personal, um, uh, my my personal professional <laughs> mm. Instagram account, um, yeah. you know, in the spot of, in the task list that Adam, Adam Ivy gives you, you know, McNary was telling you, like, what one of the things is you go into the hashtags and you like and you comment and you follow on there. That's not supposed, in, in my opinion, that's not supposed to be gimmicky where it's just like, okay, I'm just going to go in there. I'm going to do the bare minimum. I'm just, because all I'm trying to do is ping that person's inbox so that hopefully they'll yeah. follow me back. Mm. That's a very sleazy way of going about it. And if you yep. do that, then odds are you're probably just going to generate a whole bunch of sleazy follows. And at the end of the day, yep. your follower count is just going to be artificially inflated and who actually cares because none of your followers know who you are really. Yep. Um Instead, if you'll take the time to actually develop relationships with some of those people, I mean, not all of them will be interested in that, but I have some really cool friends now that are all across the globe because whenever I was going through that particular part of the, of the task list, I was bent on, okay, I'm going, I'm going to try and be the person that I hope that they will be back to me, which is someone who is very engaged in my content and will like, and will comment on stuff and will watch my stories and interact with my polls. Um, that I don't deserve that if I'm not doing that for other people. So yep. be that person. Um, and then I think just kind of as a byproduct, you will end up generating for yourself a really cool, not fan base, <laughs> though it will hopefully turn into that. Um, but, you know, just a, a really good following, perhaps. Mm. It's, a, it's a good network. I mean, yeah. just like you said, when you're going through those, I mean, Adam Ivey, I think, says, like, you know, it shouldn't take more than 25 hours a day to do that. Or 25 hours. I'm so sorry. 25 minutes. <laughs> 25 hours Is there 25 day. hours in a day? Yeah. yeah. You got you not, got not a long on this planet. I know, yeah. <laughs> hey, 2020. Who knows? But, yeah. yeah, but time is a construct, so. Ah, of course. It is. It can it be what you want. 25 hours. Right, exactly. <laughs> 25 minutes in a day. And I think it would probably end up taking me around 45 to an hour. <laughs> right. Spread out, of course. Like, I wouldn't sit down and just, like, okay, I'm going to do this for hours and hours. But I mean, like, take the time to be selective with who you follow. Because I mean, just like you were saying, it's like it's completely pointless to just follow people and then hope that you get a follow. Like, why are you doing it in the first place? That's not why you're doing it. Otherwise, you would try boosting posts. You don't care who follows you. Um, and I mean, just like more, like I've I've now been talking with a drummer who's in LA that seems to be doing relatively well. I've been talking to someone all the way over in the UK. Um, several artists all over the u.s and like people that want to collaborate with me now people that want to you know write with me it's like there's so much it's there's so much more potential than just getting numbers i mean you're trying to build relationships you're trying to be personable and another thing that adam ivy really hones in on is like yes gain those followers like whatever but send them like a hey thank you for following me text every single time you get a follower it's like that's so important and it's very personable like and it means a lot to them whether you can see that or not it's like oh this person actually cares about following me and they're happy that I followed them back. Like that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I build like most of the relationships that I have through that process, just reaching out to them and asking them like, Hey, what do you enjoy doing? Like, 
what are you writing right now? What are you working on? How can I help share your stuff? All that. And yeah, personability is so, so important and overvalued or undervalued. It's just like, I don't know. It's yeah. yeah. More, more nailed it for sure. And that, that, uh, yeah, to, to kind of tie back a little bit to the, you know, looking at metrics point that we were talking about earlier. Mm. Um, remember that those numbers are people. Uh, that's yeah. something that's like really, really, really hard to do. Um, but yeah, it's and sometimes, sometimes it's better not to. Yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you see those unfollows, yeah. just think of that as, as numbers. Don't let them go. <laughs> no, just cry a little bit, make some tea. Right. Yeah. Go. But, uh, but yeah, like genuinely, you know, re- remember that those numbers are not just, you know, numbers and you know, it's all that is, is just metrics or whatever. Remember that that actually represents a person. Um, and think about how interesting people are. You know, mm-hmm. those numbers represent very interesting people who, yeah. for whatever reason, are now interested in you. So, one, take responsibility for that, and and you know, really earn that. But then, two, that's really cool, and and, and like talk to those people because they have really really interesting things that are going on in their lives. And um, oh my gosh, especially just in music, you know, yeah. nothing yeah. happens in music without relationships. Um, you know, the, the saying that is, you know, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, that's 70% true. (laughs) You do need to know what you're doing. Um, but the opportunities that you get do not at all come from what, you know, you have to know people that are doing things and then go align yourself with them. And that's, that's where the opportunity gets generated, um, is, is by, knowing people yeah awesome yeah and i i'd like to touch a bit on that too is social media is social like use mm-hmm. use that as the optimum word and i've i've definitely experienced some of the same stuff i mean a lot of the interviews i've done are from you know i, I started out doing um ari Hurston's book you know says the follow for follow which says it's a bit sleazy but i've kind of adapted that and as you said you know thank someone for for following me, tell them a little bit about the podcast. And then, you know, and again, I I go back to the funnel example. Not everyone responds. Some people unfollow, some people see it. Some people don't even look at their DMs, but there's been some really great conversations that have led to interviews. They've led to friendships. Um, So it just, just having those conversations really, really helps. I do want to touch back on what you were saying about boosting posts, though, for something tangible and non-tangible. So from that, I mean, that that's a good example that maybe the mindset of boosting a post is better for your merch, let's say. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've got a sale on merch for the holidays, maybe boost your post then. But when you're trying to get people to sign up for your mailing list or, um, you know, just just find out about you as an artist... You, you bet it's better for you to go kind of the social route and just really go grassroots. Is that a fair statement? Perhaps. I, I think the, the tricky part there is again, relatability. Um, well, not, not again, just the, the, the tricky part there is relatability. If your merch is not cool, unless you are in the in crowd, then be careful with boosting your post because again, the whole idea of boosting is that it will take your post and blast it out to people who don't know you. So having, having a merch line that is very aesthetic and very cool and that people would wear regardless of whether or not they knew the band, they're just like, "Eh, it's a dope shirt. I want that. Then yeah, go for it. Um, Like there, there are several different clothing brands that, that I, I, I know about because of the people that that are behind them and that's why I know them. But I also know that if I were to see them just in a store, like the, the, the clothing, or if I were to see it pop up on my social feeds, I would I would think that's really cool or that's intriguing. Um yeah. But if 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 what you're sharing on it, like if your merch line is just your band name. I, I don't know if you would see very good results from that. And I've, I've definitely talked about this uh, multiple times working for a, 
uh, a screen printer. Uh, you know, I've I've got some episodes back in 2020 since we're in 2021 now, um, kind of sort of. Um, <laughs> I've 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 made that point multiple times that if you're gonna spend some money on a designer, get a really cool looking shirt because then people who may not like your band or may not know about you will say that's a really cool shirt buy it be a walking advertisement for you and then might get into your music mm-hmm. so that's sure. a really good point yeah so outside of social media are, are there any tools that you can use kind of a to track your metrics and your following um but even outside of tracking like are there any tools that you can use to kind of aid your social media activity hmm one of the things perhaps is just having an an organized place for stuff like what McNary was bringing up at the very beginning, you know, having, having a place for your business plan um, and having that be shared amongst the band or at least amongst the people that are going to be in charge of or in responsibility for the, the social media side of things. Um, so yeah, like we, we use Google cause it's free. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yep. like we, we, we have a band, um, Google drive folder, uh, where all of our stuff is like for everything. So photos from photo shoots, um, mixes of songs, uh, production notes for songs, the business plan, the social media plan, all that kind of stuff is in there. Um, yep. So between that and then just, you know, whatever communication channel makes most sense to you, you know, for us, it's just a group text. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, Discord or, you know, an Instagram thread or, you know, some ha- having some kind of mode of communication is also really good. Um, yeah. yeah, I try. I tried to get my previous band onto Slack and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't get buy in. Yeah, I tried to get Fiction Theory onto Discord. It didn't really go very well, which I'm still very sad about because I love. Well, Discord. it did and it did it. It did. We use it. We use it instead of Zoom for our like face to face meetings whenever we're remote. Um, but that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'll take what I can get. <laughs> right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, so we're, we're uh, pushing probably what almost an hour and a half now. So let's let's kind of uh, start to wrap it up. What what main piece of advice would you give uh, musicians looking to make a living from music? It doesn't have to relate to marketing either. Yeah, I yeah, there are a few things. And I kind of will relate it to marketing to an extent um, because I think that there's actually I learned this from Adam Ivey. There's the difference between a musician that makes music and a musician that makes music is is a career is marketing. Um, I think it is incredibly, incredibly important. However, I think personability as far as networking is much more important. Because um, like more brought up, like it doesn't matter who's really following you. Like you should learn to take those relationships, take it to the next level if that's what's supposed to happen. And you should learn how to work with those people and all of that. And I think, because this, this is honestly one thing I've been kind of struggling with a little bit in, in the past is like, learning how to get to a point of contentment and not comparing yourself to other musicians that may be further than you. And I think that becomes inherently apparent on social media because you can fake an appearance and you can fake the idea of like, Hey, uh, I'm a really good musician when in reality that took them like 50 tries to film that video and all that. So it's like learning that you are where you are for a reason and you should market yourself based off of who you are as a person, not, to draw people in because people are not going to come to you if you're not genuine. Um, and that includes people that may want to work with you because a big part of starting your social media is to gather and or I guess to gather people that may potentially want to work with you in the future. Um, and that allows you to build your networking capabilities. And, you know, that doesn't really happen without the ability to work with people and the ability to be genuine and who you are. Um, and I think that's one thing that's really, really lacking in social media specifically is like, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are not who they appear to be. Um, don't ever be that person. Um, it's just, it never works well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess as an, uh, trying to be an up and coming musician and kind of like the same position Moore's in, it's like, just learn what is 
like learn what you can when it comes to marketing and learning how to put yourself out there. But seriously, learn how to be personable above anything else and be a person that people want to work with and people will enjoy talking to, yeah. uh, because that will take you much further than, you know, any number of followers possibly could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way that, that that's like very, very, very tightly related to what I would say. And that is make the money part of it, the byproduct of your, your goal and your strategy. So it should be like the attitude should be, Oh, I made money. Cool. Um, like that, that, that I think is perhaps the, the better way of going about it. Cause if you, if you focus on the money side of things and that's, that becomes the drive personally, I, I did that for a while and I started hating music. <laughs> like, it yep. was, it was just not all, all creativity got sucked out and it was just like, wow, this is, this is terrible. Um, yeah. So instead, I mean, exactly like what McNary was just saying, you know, focus on being personable, being available, um, being proactive in terms of, uh, you know, finding opportunities, creating opportunities, um, making your presence known so that whenever an opportunity comes up, you're one of the people that comes to mind for that person. Um, yeah. And that's that's maybe where marketing can really come into into play. And I and I would say that um, networking is perhaps a, a form of marketing. Um, that's going to be where the opportunities come from. And the more opportunities you have, odds are more money will start finding its way into your pocket. So think about, think about generating opportunities for yourself. And then as a byproduct, money will come from that, but don't set out to make money because that may lead you down either a mental or, or physical path that you just don't want to be in. Like we, we are talented enough that we could go and start writing, you know, jingles for commercials or whatever. I don't ever want to do that, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's where the money is, you know, or trying to get in with like a, uh, you know, like a movie production and like trying to, you know, sell our stuff to like movie companies or whatever. We could do that. That's where a branch of money is. That's actually where my dad is is currently focusing his efforts because he's a composer and he that's that's his preferred yeah. uh, place to be. That, that is, could be really really cool. Yeah, absolutely. That is not me. I'm a drummer. <laughs> like I I don't yeah. I don't write film scores or like participate in film scores or anything like that. But that's where money is. So I, I John Copeland did it. Yeah, yeah, he does it right exactly. So yeah. it's like it's not to say that it, that can't work. It's more just figure out what where where your source of money might come from and that will one kind of help you sort through what opportunities to say yes to and what opportunities to say no to but then core to that is opportunities have to be there so generate the opportunities and then the money will come as a result yeah well cool this has been a fantastic conversation i really appreciate it and uh, it's always fun hanging out with you guys um you want to give a quick shout out to where people can find you online Nah, after all this, I you know, who, who cares about yeah, marketing? I don't actually anymore? know how to market. I was Googling all this as we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm i on Instagram as I want more drums and more is M-O-O-R-E. Um, I'm also Jonathan Moore on YouTube. I've got some drum covers yeah, and, and such on there. So that's that's where I'm most active. Yeah, and I'm uh, John Mac Music, J-O-N-M-A-C Music uh, on Instagram. And that's where I do a lot of yeah, that's where i post a lot of my videos and music related content and all that so and then all the bands that we're in or projects that we're part of that's all in our bios and in our feeds yeah. so go there and give us a follow say hey and we'll say hey back because that's part yep, of the plan that's part of the plan <laughs> there'll be some uh previous episodes you can check out of the podcast and some future episodes you can check out so absolutely awesome um is there a song that we can we can add to the end of this uh, episode that 
you don't mind sharing that's i know we've got one earmarked for the fiction theory episode mm-hmm. so is there anything you know either one of you that either one of you got that you want to put out there do a beach stuff. yeah yeah Dude, let's beach do it that'd be fun uh yeah i'll send you the link to it right now it's just on soundcloud so i guess over the over the course of quarantine i decided to start learning how to produce and stuff like that and start writing a little bit um so i'll send you a song i don't know jonathan should i do corridor or should i do middle of a dream i would say corridor really because it's the okay. beginning the, you know we're, the, this whole episode was themed about beginnings yeah it was my first ever recorded song and it is okay i love it because it's I my first it. song i think it's great yeah so I will send you a song that I produce called Corridor. Cool. Is there any story behind that? Uh, outside of kind of just like quarantine and not being able to play music live, I just decided to learn how to produce because I needed some sort of outlet for creativity. Um, and so I bought a DAW, bought some software, bought some plugins, and I just started writing and went for it. And um, nice. this was the byproduct of that. So Cool. Yeah, we will definitely check it out. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, like I said, really appreciate you guys uh, coming on and uh, talking to me today. Um, yeah, continued success and uh, stay in touch and we'll, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform, as this really helps get the word out about the podcast so that other musicians can benefit from the awesome knowledge that my guests are sharing. The more the musicians community collectively learns, the stronger we will all become. A rising tide lifts all ships. Keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This is Jonathan McNary with Corridor.